pray. Come Holy Spirit, fall upon us and give us ears to hear just what we need. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Well, today is a big day for us, and I appreciate all the red and the balloons. You know, at Easter's climax on Pentecost, we celebrate the gift and empowerment of the Holy Spirit, God's living presence among us. Just like in that first creation story, when God breathed life into Adam, Pentecost is viewed as the church's birthday because God breathes life into his people. And I heard a helpful perspective this week. It said, without Pentecost, without God's spirit joining us, we'd just be people who tell the Jesus story. But with Pentecost, we're people who live into Jesus's story. So going way back on that last night in the upper room, when Jesus is making that final mission handoff to his disciples, he promised his friends that he would not leave them as orphans. He explains to them that it's actually good that he's going to the Father because now the Father will send them his spirit who will be with each of them and all of them all the time and everywhere. So the disciples waited not knowing exactly what to expect. And on Pentecost, that Jewish feast, 50 days after Passover, and in their case, 50 days after the crucifixion, they gathered to pray. And the most dazzling of ways, Acts tries to describe the scene. This is a wild and unpredictable happening. All of a sudden, there is this huge sound, this rush of violent wind breaking into the house with tongues of fire dancing on everyone's heads. And they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And each of them starts speaking in a different language, guided as the Spirit would give them. Can you imagine it? I mean, it's so loud that everyone outside of the house, all those Jewish converts who had gathered in Jerusalem, they start to hear them speaking in their own language. This is a, a miracle of, of hearing and speech an untamable miracle of inclusion. God is flexing. The Spirit is moving across races and nationalities, across gender and culture and age. What the Spirit is doing is connecting people, empowering people, filling people. People of all different backgrounds are being brought together. The fire gets ignited in Jerusalem with Jewish people but the giving of God's own spirit. The whole world is God's aim and kindling. It's like the genie is suddenly out of the box. The toothpaste is out of the tube and there's no getting it back in. So I'm wondering for today, how do we connect with the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit anyway? On Pentecost, that certainly is the question that we're invited to chew on. These questions, they get us thinking about how we perceive the three persons of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think for me, God the Father is the big one, the creator, 
initiator, designer. But the person of the Trinity who is my beloved is the one with a face and a name who lived like me and calls me friend. That's Jesus. And I want to know him as Lord of my life. And I want to walk with him and talk with him and cry with him and grow with him. But actually, perhaps the Spirit is our only direct interface with the Godhead. It's true that we know God's presence through his Spirit that's been graciously given. I'm beginning to recognize that the Holy Spirit is God's action and presence on earth. He's the person of the Trinity who takes up residence in us and among us, who has the juice to change our hearts and our minds toward love and reconciling. Some theologians name it, they call the Holy Spirit shy, ever working kind of behind the scenes, because it seems like the Spirit is in complete cahoots with the Father and the Son, doing the work with us, but always shining the light back on them. We pray. The Spirit is even praying with us and for us. Things happen, relationships heal, and the Spirit doesn't even really need or want the credit. He's like the wind beneath our wings. During our life, hasn't the Spirit brought to mind just the right words or brought just the right scripture to us when we needed to move ahead? The right person comes along just as we're ready to hear. Most times, God doesn't ever get the credit, yet the Spirit is glad to bring wholeness and to restore what is broken. We discover the Spirit has his own agency working in ways we don't expect or even ask. After Jesus' baptism, it was the Spirit who led him out into the wilderness for his temptations. There are many names and roles for the Holy Spirit, that Holy Ghost who works kind of invisibly, companion, defense attorney, goes to bat for us, comforter, but just as often as the disquieter urging us to act, restorer, wholeness maker, sustainer, wisdom, truth speaker, warmer of hearts, God's tears running down our cheeks, sacred joy, sacred peacemaker, indwelling presence, and always, always our homing device such a gift we were given on that first Pentecost. The Spirit, he came down in this wild swoosh so that we might recognize that he has arrived, but now working quietly behind the scenes in our lives, ever helping. So I wanted to close with an image that helps me imagine the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Have you ever heard of the Hokuleia? The Hokuleia is a, is a big, double-hulled, voyaging canoe. I got a whole book on it if you want to see it. This was a, a canoe that the indigenous Hawaiians resurrected in the 1970s to help revitalize their culture and their history that was being forgotten. And the name 
Hokulea is a star, and it means the star of gladness. You see, long ago, the Hawaiian Islands were discovered by brave Polynesian explorers from Tahiti. And they were the astronauts of their day. They journeyed out on this canoe like Hokulea, trying to discover islands, trying to find some land in that vast ocean where people and plants and animals might live. So in the 1970s, some 600 years later, a group of Hawaiians designed and built a replica, the Hokulea. Plus, they had to find someone who knew how to navigate the oceans by the stars. And on a distant island, they found one man left, Mao, who knew how their ancestors used the stars and the currents and the birds to cross the ocean. And so he came to Hawaii and he trained others and even accompanied them on their first voyage back to Tahiti in May of 1976. And as you can imagine, this was a dangerous endeavor because of the storms and just the vastness of the ocean. And that first voyage was a success, but two years later, the Hokulea capsized. One of the crew members was killed before they were rescued. And so I will tell that story later on in the summer when we have a, an Aloha Sunday. But their dream to spread hope and to renew the Hawaiian identity, they wanted to revitalize their ancestors' sense of exploration. That dared to live on. And these Hawaiians, they dreamed of this worldwide voyage that they could touch all the nations for peace and remind us of our need to sustain the planet. And so as a lifesaver, there is now a sister ship who travels with the Hokulea, and her name is Hiki Analia. You probably can't see it very well, but it's up here when you want to check it out afterwards. And Hiki Analia is similar, but she's more modernized with radios, and they do science experiments on her, capable of helping the Hokulea should she come into trouble. Because the Hokulea, like us, she remains in the limelight, still trying to navigate by stars and teamwork, responsible to bravely explore life in both calm and stormy waters. But now we too have this sister ship who sails with us, just out of sight, to help us in our call to live into the way that we will walk in the way of peace and justice. I like to think about the Holy Spirit like that. As we carry Christ's mission into the world and learn to love, it's nice to know that there is this steady companion who sails nearby, guiding and ever available. So however you imagine the Holy Spirit companioning you, this is the day we celebrate that unsung hero, our Lord and giver of life the faithful one who lives within each of us from our baptism, the spirit who helps us navigate life with true freedom and compassion. For good reason, we celebrate Pentecost with color and music and balloons and streamers and joy. Today, we give thanks for our adventure of life. And so happy birthday, church, now 2,021 years old. Hoorah.